Hey yo, welcome to the first ever No Assist Sports Podcast. I'm your host and friend, Austin Facer. Thank you for tuning in. This is the first ever show in the history of No Assist Sports. This is crazy. I'm super excited. If this was a tangible object, it would definitely be a collector's item. However, that's not the case, so it's not a collector's item. Um, anyway, on the first episode, I'm going to talk about the coronavirus affecting college football in Utah, what the Utah Jazz should do about All-Star Center Rudy Gobert, and the big story of the day, which is November 10th, the new Xbox came out today. So let's get to it. All right, so a lot to talk about today. So on the first episode, I needed some help. I consulted one of my favorite sports media people in the world, Mr. Trevor Allen. He's the KSL Sports Utah Insider, uh, covering all things University of Utah. And he also does a lot of other things for them as well. He's one of the one of the nicest guys I know, super cool dude. Really excited to have him on as my first guest. Here's my interview with Trevor Allen of KSL Sports. All right, my first guest here on the No Assist podcast is my good friend Trevor Allen. Just some notes on Trevor. Trevor is the University of Utah insider at KSL Sports. He's a longtime sports radio guy. He's the proud new owner of an iPhone, and he's one hell of a model American. Trevor, how are you, my friend? That is actually quite the intro, Austin. Uh, I don't know uh, how to really you know, uh, react to that. Uh, all all but, those things you know, are true, It's always right? good to be on with you. Yeah, it's good to be good. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I don't know about it being true. I mean, I am. I mean, as you said, I am a uh, new owner of of an iPhone, so I, I did make the switch from uh, Android that I've had for many many years and made the jump over to iPhone. Um, and so I, it's it's kind of like learning a whole new language. But uh, yeah, and then just staying on top of uh, you know football, especially for the youth. Yeah, well, we admire your courage. Hopefully you can uh, get up to speed on that iPhone as quickly as possible. But let's jump right into the Utes. Um, obviously, the story last week, they were scheduled to play, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, UCLA last week, right? Yeah, they were uh, supposed to take on the Arizona Wildcats. And that Wildcats, was, uh, sorry, you know, my bad. Yeah, and so, uh, you know, it was one of those things where, you know, we were, we were ready to go. I was amped and ready to go to Rice Cycle Stadium. And then all of a sudden, uh, Friday afternoon, it was about 25 hours before kickoff that, uh, you know, the youth, you know, could not field enough players uh, to meet the minimum number of players to play in the game against the Wildcats. So, therefore, they had to cancel the game. And because the uh, Pac-12, when they came out with their schedule, they did uh, seven games in seven weeks, and so there's not any wiggle room. So Utah will just have one less game on their schedule. And right now, we're we're st- it's still up in the air with their game against UCLA Bruins um, on Saturday. But uh, right now, it's it's all a go. Here's my question for you: BYU has played, I think, eight games already this season. Am I wrong? No, you are right. I am right. Okay, good. Um, why why is this an issue in Salt Lake County and why is this not an issue for the team down south? What's what's your thoughts on that? Well, I I actually think, you know, a couple of things. Uh one, I mean there's obviously a huge spike, but I think, you know, in in a Salt Lake County, it's it's gotten really bad. And 
you know, when, when you're having to wait so long and, and you don't have, I mean, Austin, think about it. Utah hasn't played a game in about 300, over 300 days, almost 325 days. Um, since, you know, obviously since their game in the Alamo bowl against Texas in 2019, um, you know, you're, you're having to try and manage, you know, over a hundred college students and hope that they're very smart about what they do. And, you know, I don't know what, what caused the uh, positive cases for, for Utah, for them to force this to, uh, to be canceled in their last game. But for BYU, they only get tested from what I understand three times a week. Utah gets, gets, gets tested daily. And that was how they were able to come back and play. But I also think BYU is, is just, I mean, now that they've had a bunch of games under their belt, they're now figuring out how to, how to keep themselves, you know, away from crowds, keeping themselves, themselves distanced. And from, from what I understand is that players are living, you know, some of them are even living alone mm-hmm. when they're not having any kind of roommates. Um, on top of that, you know, BYU did have to have one game can, uh, canceled or at least postponed. It was against Army, and that was right after, I believe, the uh, Navy game. And so uh, they at least had that. But I think as you're eight games into this thing, you're, you're, you're kind of figuring it out. And I think that Utah is still having to figure it out, especially when you have so many new players with, with freshmen and sophomores filling up the whole roster. And I, I think that they're just trying to figure things out right now. Walk me through what this whole pandemic has been like for you uh, as a sports media guy. What, what have been the challenges of covering sports in this pandemic? I mean, geez, Austin, uh, you, you know this as well. Summertime is the absolute worst, right? You know, especially in Utah when they're, you're, you're get, getting geared up for college football. Um, the only thing you really have going is soccer during the, the uh, summer months. And, you know, because the, the jazz wrapped up, college basketball wrapped up, and you're normally thinking about what you want to do content-wise. But when you're having to spread that out for six, seven months, you know, I know that uh, some, some of my colleagues who cover BYU, you know, didn't have to have this issue. But, you know, for a while, I'm sitting around thinking, what am I going to write about? Because we don't know what, what we're going to do, especially after, you know, the, the Pac-12 announced they weren't going to play until at least January. And then once they got the, you know, testing done and, and, and then after they got the uh, Big Big Ten who came back and said, hey, we're going to play and, you know, Pac-12 following in their, in their uh, steps. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, it's, it's kind of hard. You, you really have to get creative. Uh, you know, there's, you just have to kind of dig deep and in, into the history of, of whoever you're covering and, you know, staying on, on top of the, uh, latest news regarding the, the uh, pandemic and, and how, how that is going to have any kind of impact on the uh, conference or team that, team that you cover. But it's, I mean, I would be lying to you if I said that it wasn't a struggle. Um, you know, trying to figure out and also having to adjust, you know, working from home and, and on top of that, trying to create content. Well, I'm sure your kid has enjoyed having you at home, right? Has he been helping you out finding uh, ideas for content? Uh, here, here and there. Um, you know, he's. I should mention, uh, know, right, just for our listeners, uh, I, Trevor's the father of a five-year-old kid now. He just turned five. Is that right? Yep, yep. He, he's five years old, and uh, you know, we we pulled him from uh, school um, when the when the pandemic started because my my wife and I were both at home and we figured why not just have him be at home and then he started up in school again uh, at, a, at a school close to my house here in uh, August and so uh, he's actually been uh, going to that just for a couple hours a day and you know obviously got to have a mask on and all that stuff and got got, got to keep your distance as much as you can keep five-year-olds away from each other um, but it's it's 
it's definitely been good. You know, he's, he's learning a little bit of what dad does on, you know, a daily basis. And he's at least wanted to uh, start podcasting. And sometimes he'll act like he's, you know, uh, he'll, he'll grab my, my microphone for my, for my podcast and, and act like he's, he's doing a podcast. So it, it, it's kind of cool at times, but I do not want him to get into the sports media business when he gets older. Yeah, that's a smart decision. That's something my dad kept telling me for years, years, years. And I, I didn't listen, and I'm paying the price for the now that now. So, you know, yeah, it is what it is. Um, so let's get – I want to talk about something else that was kind of in the news. Uh, maybe not your uh, beat that you cover, but you and I talk about the jazz a lot. And the thing that's been in the news lately, both on a national scale and locally for you in Utah, uh, is the Rudy Gobert situation. What are your thoughts? Do you think the jazz should trade Rudy Gobert? Do you think they should keep him? Do you think they should sign him to a Supermax contract? What are your thoughts? You know, as as you were talking about that, a couple of things came to mind because there's actually two ways to go about this, right? I mean, uh, pe- people have said that, you know, salary just doesn't match up if, if you're going to keep Rudy and you're going to sign Donovan to, you know, a max contract. And, and that's obviously the big issue here. But a lot of it, too, is Austin, we, we've known that, you know, the Millers don't like to go into any kind of luxury tax. Um, they don't, But the thing is now, the Millers don't own all of the Utah Jazz. That that now goes over to Ryan Smith, and he's a guy who's younger, energetic. He he, he brings a whole new energy and is a diehard Jazz fan. And I, I think he's a guy who who's probably willing to you know cough up some money in order to keep Rudy in house. And um, I actually think it's definitely possible. I wouldn't do I wouldn't trade Rudy unless you're getting somebody you know really quality, maybe a little bit younger, but someone who has a lot of potential, but I just don't see a lot of players out there that that would be um, that w- that would fill a void, especially down in the in in the post, and you know, especially as Quinn Snyder preaches defense all the time. Someone who's who's won the award, you know, two years in a row, and could have very well won it the uh, third time. But um, as of right now, I wouldn't I wouldn't trade him. I mean, I, I just I don't see anything out there that that's worth you know getting into. Trevor, I think you're so wrong on that. I think you're absolutely wrong. I've written this before. I think they should trade Rudy Gobert right away and do so. Uh, uh, I think they're the best trade partner they could have is the Minnesota Timberwolves to see if they could get that number one overall pick. Maybe trade in their pick, uh, the Jazz do for the the twenty third. I don't know. I, that's maybe that's a pipe dream, but that's what I think they should do. Well, who who would who would you end up taking? It say say that the Timberwolves bid on that. Uh huh. You end up trading, you know, Rudy to to them, James Wiseman for sure. The, the, you would get Wiseman. Yeah, totally. Fill that void. I, I don't know. I mean, we we don't have too too much film on him to to see what he can do and and how much of an impact he would take because I think right now the Jazz are in that you know win now mode while Donovan's in his prime and Boyan, as long as he's healthy, is really really good has proven to be that and you know Conley showed showed really good signs down in the uh, bubble, but I I just I don't know. I, I think I have a hard time you know, seeing them get the, the number one pick in here and getting him playing right away and trying to go after an NBA title. Mm. Well, I, I, have, I have different thoughts on that, but that's, that's neither here nor there. Uh, last question for you, Trevor. <laughs> we're uh, taping this on Tuesday, November 10th. Uh, you and I discussed this at length when we were uh, coworkers and we sat next to each other. We talked about Xbox a lot. Did you get the new Xbox today? I did not get the new Xbox Uh I'm I'm uh, trying trying to beg the wife uh, right now. She's uh, saying no, and um, you know, hopefully one day. But uh, as of right now, I have not. But uh, I've heard great things about it, and so 
it's made me think of uh, wanting to get it and, you know, trying to find ways around it. But obviously I've, I've got to try and, uh, you know, talk my wife into, into allowing this to happen. I'll just say I drove to like three different game stops today because I, I saw them tweet out today or last night that they would gonna they were going to have some extras available at their stores uh, to buy in person. And I went to three different game stops and I went oh for three on trying to get one this morning. So little butt hurt. Already about sold that. out, huh? Already sold out. Yeah, it's pretty much it's not going to happen. I don't I don't know if I'll get one before Christmas, but we'll see. What what about uh, online? Is it not available there? I've looked online everywhere too. It's gone. Walmart had them like at noon here, but they sold out probably within twenty seconds. Um, Amazon's no help. Best Buy's no help. There's there there's oh, there's virtually no chance of getting one at this point today. Well, I guess I'm glad I haven't uh, tried to get one then because I it sounds like I would also strike out too. Yeah, it was a fruitless venture. Um, anyway, while I still have you here on the air, Trev, I just want to say that you've been an absolute uh, angel to me and my family. Uh, as uh, just so our listeners know, my dad was laid off from his job. A uh, longtime beat writer at the Deseret News, uh, and Trevor has just been excellent in his outreach, just helping me and my family out and uh, doing various things, and more more than anything, just being a good friend. So I just want to thank you for that. While I have you on here, Trev. Well, Austin, while while I'm on here, I, I just want to say that uh, you know a couple of things. One, I absolutely love working with you, and you know, get, getting to know you, and also following your your path to where you are now, and uh, seeing what you're doing, you know, in Florida and things like that, but. Also, you, you've got a, a tremendous dad. Uh, you know, I, I even wrote this in, in the email to him that I, I sent to your mom. Um, it, it, could, that, could that be considered a joke? Um, <laughs> but really, you know, I, I, I said that when I actually first started in radio back in 2010, I, I was called up and said, hey, you got to go to a, a, a youth practice. And I was like, okay, never done that before. And and when I when I arrived to the uh, station to grab the uh, tape recorder, I uh, they they pulled up your dad's old Twitter uh, pic, which was just him basically in like the dark with like his hat. Yeah, like he was in the witness and, protection and actually, program almost. Yes, exactly. And uh, they were like, "Find that guy and follow him." And I just said, "Okay, I'll just find somebody who has a hat." And I walked up to your dad, and he could have never been nicer. And you know, to this day, you know, still think of him as a really good friend, and he's an absolute legend, and it's a huge loss. For not only the you know Deseret News, but just for, for for the Utah sports media, I know that a lot of you fans enjoyed uh, his coverage, and you know for many many years, and I, I enjoyed just you know kicking back and you know cracking jokes during practice as we were waiting for players to get off the field, and um, I, I obviously hope you know the, the uh, absolute best for him because he is a outstanding human being. Trevor, very nice of you to say. Happy to have you on. Again, that's Trevor Allen, University of Utah, football, basketball, softball, maybe even a little bit lacrosse insider for kslsports.com. Thanks, Trev. You got it, Austin. So big thanks to Trevor for uh, joining me on my first ever podcast. Uh, really excited to have Trevor, uh, his insights, his opinions, his takes. Um, I, I, think, uh, I think he had some good stuff to say. I th- like I said in our interview, uh, I disagree with him on the Rudy Gobert situation, um, but he did have some interesting things to say about uh, the, the coronavirus situation that's been affecting the University of Utah football team. Uh, as Trevor mentioned, they're going to be reduced from seven games this season to six games as a result of their game last week against Arizona being canceled. Um, I was trying to f- I was talking to somebody about this, and I was trying to figure out 
what's going on? Like, why has BYU been able to play so many games and Utah not? Uh, this is purely speculative. This is purely speculative, but um, it could have something to do with the fact that uh, Utah is testing more often, BYU uh, less often, as Trevor mentioned. Uh, that sounds a little uh, Trumpian, though, um, so I'm not going to get too far down that rabbit hole. But I saw something interesting on Twitter that kind of like rung true to me as to why uh, this, why there was such a big spike in activity, especially this last week. The Ringer's Ryan Russillo retweeted something that has since been deleted, but essentially what it was, uh, it was kind of uh, an indicator uh, that there's been a huge spike in coronavirus cases this last week. And Russillo simply said the cause is most likely due to Halloween parties on campus. And that made total sense to me because I'm sure Utah has more parties among their student-athletes than BYU students. That makes complete total sense to me. I'm sure that could be a reason why BYU is going to play this week and why they played last week and why Utah didn't and why Utah's next game is in jeopardy. It could be that the student-athletes are uh, participating in super spreader events up at the U. Um, That's purely speculative. I don't know if that's the fact, but it could be. Wouldn't be surprising to me if it was true. So I thought that was a really uh, insightful comment by Ryan Russillo. It was really simple, too, and uh, I'm sure maybe we'll find out some more about that in the days to come. But the University of Utah's football schedule is in jeopardy right now, and uh, maybe I'll give another take on that in in a day or so as to what I think they should do. The other hot topic of the week is what the Utah Jazz should do about center Rudy Gobert. You know, it's funny that this is now entering the conversation nationally and locally because I wrote about this shit a month ago where I said the Jazz should definitely trade Rudy Gobert. I don't think there's any question that they should. And I think in the ideal world, they should trade Rudy Gobert for the number one overall pick to the Minnesota Timberwolves. I think that would be the best play. If if the Jazz can trade the 23rd overall pick that they have in the first round and Gobert to Minnesota for the first overall pick, which they would then use to draft James Wiseman, I think that would be the best possible play for the Jazz And I know there are a lot of people that are going to be upset about that. They're going to say, hey, that's not going to put us anywhere closer to title contention this year. And yeah, I would agree. I don't think a rookie center can be the integral piece that is needed to help a team reach championship heights. But here's my thing. I don't think the Jazz are really that close to winning a championship with Gobert. I really don't. And I think by potentially doing this play, by getting Wiseman on board, you're setting yourself up to have a better 2022 than you would if you kept Gobert. I think that's what you're playing for now. I think the Jazz have stayed complacent for so long, saying this is going to be our year, this is going to be our year. I think by taking one step back this year, they could take two or three steps forward in the future that they wouldn't be able to take otherwise. And so that's why I think they need to trade Rudy Gobert. People on Twitter are disagreeing. They're crazy. I think Utah Jazz fans get way too emotionally invested in who their players are. Uh, they get attached to these guys, and that's okay. That's fun. That's part of sports. I think that's great. But I think it's going to be really hard to win a championship with Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell sucking up so much of the money that they're both going to demand. So I think the the smart play is to strike while the iron is hot and get as much value as you can for Gobert. And, uh, you know... Maybe reduce the uh, the salary there down the line and uh, be able to afford more filler players, more guys who can help you build a more complete roster. That's my take. That's what I think the Jazz should do. 
I don't know if they're going to do it. They probably won't. But if they do, I would love to take credit for having this idea. So in pop culture goings today, it's November 10th. It's Tuesday. It's the big day in the gaming world. The Xbox Series X and S came out today, and uh, I didn't get one. And I was really disheartened about that. I did make an effort, though, uh, because I woke up this morning, and I was work from home at my job, so I had nothing to do, really. Um, Don't tell my boss that. And... I checked Twitter, and I checked everything that was being said socially about the Xbox Series X, and I saw that GameStop had tweeted last night that they were probably going to have some very limited stock in stores for the Series 1, or I'm sorry, I keep calling it the Series 1, it's the Series X, it's it's a terrible name, but that's what it is. So I went to like three different GameStops in my neighborhood, and each one of them had like a line of like, smelly, grubby-looking dudes in front of them. And I just didn't really want to be a part of it. I figured I had a long shot at getting it anyway. So, yeah, that didn't happen. So I tried getting it online. Uh, Yeah, no chance there. So I didn't get the Xbox Series X today. Hopefully I'll get one before Christmas. Hopefully I'll get one on Christmas. Hopefully I'll get one ever. Because I think that it looks awesome. From what I can tell, I've been watching some videos of the next-gen gameplay footage of NBA 2K21, and it looks insane. It looks so smooth. It looks beautiful. It looks like it's just a ton of fun to play. They've got a ton of more features that I'm really excited to play. So if any of my uh, sponsors out there, by the way, I should mention that we are looking for sponsors. If you'd like to sponsor the show, go ahead and shoot me an email at noassistsports at gmail.com. You can compensate me in the form of an Xbox Series X. Anyway, I hope I get one soon. So that was my show. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, Thanks to Trevor Allen for hopping on with me. Uh, My interview with Trevor was a little more uh, radio interviewee than I would have liked, but uh, hopefully, you know, we'll get in a better rhythm. I'll get better at this as we go. Gnosis Sports is on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Should be easy to find. Just do Gnosis Sports across the board. Uh, My written work is available at gnosissports.substack.com. And I should mention, we're also doing a giveaway. I almost forgot about this. Uh, I'm doing a giveaway for a free hat. All you have to do is go to my Substack and subscribe, and you'll be entered into a drawing for a hat that I will buy for you at Lids. Lids is not a sponsor, but they could be, and they should be. But they're not, and I'll just go buy you a hat. So uh, the winner will be announced, I think, on the 20th of November. So... We'll see how that goes. Again, big thank you to Trevor Allen. And you guys have a fantastic day. Please subscribe.